I'm Joe Pardo, and my guest today is making his dream come true by telling the stories of entrepreneurs. Dreamers, I'd like to introduce uh, a friend of mine who became a friend because of a friend because of a conference that I started three years ago that has ultimately changed the course of my life. So I'm honored to have him on here and... uh, you know, I'm super appreciative for what he's done uh, for me indirectly, even though he probably didn't even re- re- like think that that was going to be the case. Um, Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show Jonathan Grisbowski. And I got the name right, I think. You got it. You nailed it. Awesome. Thank you for having me on, Joe. It's it's an absolute honor, and I'm excited to to answer the questions to the best of my ability. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. we'll see how you do. I, if you want, I'll score you and, and you know keep track to the end. Yes, uh, please score me. Uh, I only accept A's and B's. So uh, just from that level, please uh, you know stay within that time that that, that constraint. <laughs> I will grade on the curve. All right, Jonathan. Why don't you start by giving some background about yourself? Sure, absolutely. Uh, again, thank you for your time. I can confidently say that this is my first interview uh, that I've done in probably close to a year and a half. Uh, as mentioned, I am a, uh, a storyteller, but I'm usually on your side of the microphone. Um, and now I'm on the opposite side. So um, I, I do a lot of things um, and I hopefully I do uh, most of them well. Um, number one, I am a co-founder of a startup called Penji. Uh, we're located in Camden, New Jersey. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about and I've given my entire life to uh, is this this duty of entrepreneurship. So Penji is an on-demand design platform that delivers unlimited design to marketing teams at a flat monthly cost. Um, in addition to that, I have a huge, huge uh, love in my heart for the city of Camden, as I know you do as well. Um, in my spare time, uh, I, I tend to watch WWE, which I'm a big wrestling fan, uh, read comic books, build Legos, and I have a, a podcast called The Blind Entrepreneur. Okay, so first I got to – okay, so I first off, I didn't realize this is your first – this is your first interview you've ever done on a podcast? Um, so I've done podcasts in the past, but they're like maybe like uh, two years or so ago. Um, but this is like my first official one that I've committed to in, in talking to somebody else and being on the opposite end. Uh, I, I'm usually the, like, I, as mentioned before, I'm usually you're on your, uh, side of the, of the, of the podcast, but it's exciting to just be able to tell a little bit more people, uh, about my story. And, uh, and it's cool that I'm talking to you who's, as I mentioned, uh, you know, we've been friends for a while now. No, I, wow, I, I did not, I did not realize that. Um, so, all right, so I have a handful of questions just from your, your, your intro. I, I know a little bit of background about some of it, uh, but I got to ask first, uh, where did the name Penji come from or what does it represent? Sure. Yeah. So as much as I want to give you an answer to that question, unfortunately, I cannot give that answer away. It is something that uh, we are stay uh sticking directly into our chests and we are not going to be able to say it to anyone now if somebody figures it out um then i have no problem either confirming or uh, that you got it right uh but the name is called penji p-e-n-j-i there is a significance behind it there is a reasoning behind it but i'm going to leave it up to the dreamers and the individuals that are listening to figure out what it means 
Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. So, and we both have a love for Camden, uh, which for me was something that, uh, and I'm curious for you, uh, for anyone who doesn't know Camden, New Jersey, uh, it's been, you know, routinely on like the, one of the most dangerous, uh, dangerous city lists in America. I think this year it's actually been pretty down, uh, quarter to quarter. I mean, I don't know what, how the year's going to wind up shaking out, but, but uh, overall, I think it's been pretty pretty uh, calm, comparatively speaking, to the to history and recent histories, uh, particularly. Um, and and so for me, like I, you know, Camden became a thing that like it became part of the uh, like 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 I love Philly, I love Camden in in a in a way that I never expected myself to 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 fall in love with the city that. I never really went to much before I met you. Sure. No, no, you're exactly right. Um, I think my love for Camden stems from my love for a lot of things. And, and there, there's like this, this reoccurring instance that happens in my life is like, I'm a huge fan of things that look absolutely ugly on the outside and they're, or, and they're absolutely beautiful on the inside. Uh, and that to me is Camden. It has a lot of negativity. It has a lot of, um, bad press. Uh, every time that something bad happens, that's the first thing that they talk about, but very rarely do, do people talk about the good things that are happening. And this goes on for, uh, you know, uh, all the way to actual uh, news is that they focus on the negative of, and not so much on the positive. Camden, in particular, is a city that is a complete blank slate. We have the opportunity to do whatever it is that we want it to be, turn it into whatever we want it to be, and do whatever it is that we want to do within reason, of course. Uh, for us in particular, we are trying to bring a uh, new renaissance and fresh set of eyes into the city of Camden. Um, our proceeds, as we grow Penji, uh, a lot of the uh, our hiring and a lot of the profits that we are actually going to be um, getting from our service is going to go directly back into the city of Camden by hiring people from HopeWorks, from hiring uh, designers and things like that that are located throughout the city. Uh, our, our platform is a SaaS platform, so we need designers in order to, to design our the products. And we have Rutgers University here. We have um, uh, Rowan. We have Camden County and a, a huge just – the people, the city, the people inside the city of Camden, they're extremely talented, but they just may not have the the know-how or the resources to um, – or the platform to necessarily uh, get a job. And so that's like what we're trying to do. Yeah, we're trying to do amazing things and, and, and create a uh, kick-ass product, um, but we also want to be able to give back to the city. You know, and, and – uh... I, I mean, I can even speak to the the fact that one of my interns at HopeWorks is, is one of your interns as well now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, I, I, she is, she is. Um, so okay, so let's let's roll back before we got the Penji. Can we can we go into some of the story behind uh, the, the 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 design firms that you you co-founded before that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, my past history was met with a ton of failure, and the consistent theme that I uh, that I that I would say possesses that ability to just never give up and constantly just keep going. Um, 
I worked for Apple for numerous years. Uh, I actually just got the new iPhone 8, and it was really um, it was very reminiscent of just like my 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 upbringing and and how I and why I'm doing what I'm doing and and my motivation for doing what I'm doing. But I started working for Apple, learned a ton, everything that I I can say in my corporate life, um, I I and my entrepreneurial life has stemmed from some aspect to Apple, the people I've connected to, et cetera. Uh, I started a lawn mowing business and, and if it, it failed because, you know, that's what 15 year olds do. Um, they spend it on, on cheeseburgers and, and Pokemon cards, um, started a design organization, uh, multiple design organizations. One in particular, uh, is that is still running today is waterfront media. Um, it's still running, it's still going strong. It's still a great organization, but in the process, uh, of, of figuring out your why you have to look at yourself and you have to realize what it is that you're actually good at. And what we realized is that the agency life that we used to live isn't our strongest suit. Um, but we're really good at, um, SaaS type of platforms and to anybody who doesn't know what a SaaS is, it's software as a service. So, um, if you use like buffer for your marketing or if you use Hootsuite or, or Evernote or things like that, like those are all softwares as a service. So, um, and, and we've come a long way since the, uh, creation of Penji, uh, but I'm, it's probably the one thing that I'm most proud of, uh, in my life's journey thus far. Wow. And now I got to ask why why iPhone 8 and not iPhone 10? Oh uh, man, that's a really good question. Uh, you may not like the answer, but I am really trying to stick it to Apple. Um oh, by I buying it. <laughs> by buying by well well yeah, of, I mean of course I'm trying to I'm I'm buying into the ecosystem. Okay, let regardless. me let me let me let me let me guess. Does it have to do with the home, with the home button? It has nothing to do with the home oh, button. Okay, cuz that was going to be no. that was okay. Go ahead. Yeah, it it has more so the fact that that an organization feels as if that it's necessary to charge a to to price a phone the same amount, if not more than an actual desktop computer. And there's a lot of arguments that can go into it. Well, a laptop uh, a phone is a laptop nowadays, but I wanted to buy the iPhone eight to to make my stance and say, you know, this isn't right, Apple. Um, Let's let's try and scale this down a little bit more and, and 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 bring cool technology into everybody's hands and not just the pro users. Mm. Well, I mean, Samsung did the same thing with their Note Eight. It's it's a thousand dollars as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I, I hear that. Um, yeah, I, I I'm still on the fence on whether to do one or the other. Honestly, you know, surprise, surprise. Uh, which you wrote a great article about iOS 11 the other day on uh, Owner's Mag. Uh, but the one thing I found out this morning, because I was wondering, ever since I up, updated to iOS 11, my my service had seemed really spotty. And it mm. turns out that you can't turn the Wi-Fi off anymore unless you go into the the settings app to turn to actually turn it off. And it'll only turn off till 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oh really? Yeah. I, yeah. That, that so the the control that, center doesn't con, doesn't actually turn it off. It just deact. It just disconnects from the one that you're at. But if you move locations, it'll reconnect. So like mm. I was trying to do like a Facebook Live this morning, and I it just kept failing and failing. And I'm like, man, I've noticed that this has been like a problem 
since I updated a few days ago. And um, and the reason is is because it's only off till you move locations, and then it'll pick back up again. So interesting, yeah. And there's a good re. I understand the reasoning behind it is because like people turn it off, and they want like services like AirDrop to always be re- like at the ready and go. And I, I love AirDrop, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, I still want to be able to turn it off because like it just kept turning on and on and on, and that's that's not good. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. But yeah, so but the but the big thing about the the one driving factor is is updating iOS 11 hasn't slowed my phone down. So I'm actually like, do I do I really need like I yeah I want a better camera and all, but like, do I really need one? Like the one yeah. I have is pretty good, and because because the, 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 the if you were like every phone every iPhone leading up to pretty much the iPhone 6s seven generations would get slow leading up to the next iOS update. You update it to like eight or nine and boom, all of a sudden your phone's like super slow. And it's like, well, I'm not going through a year of this. I need to upgrade. But now yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I'm on the same boat as you. I, um, I, I, I think I have like the, the year, the plan where, uh, with my phone is like, you can upgrade your phone every year to get the newest and the latest and greatest. So I had a choice whether between is the eight, the 10 or the eight. And, um, you know, I made my stance, uh, I mean, it's a small stance. I hopefully more people can do it. Um, I think the technology is great in the 10, but for the eight, I just, I didn't really need the phone, but I figured if I was going to pay $47 a month, um, and it's guaranteed $47 a month uh, for the next year. I might as well just add it on, trade in my old one, and, and get the new one. And honestly, based off of like day one, I mean, there's nothing crazy about it. It looks the same, and and you know the the software is relatively the same, but the weight of of this is actually like it feels like a good phone. And the last one, the seven, and that. Like if it, yes, it was it's still virtually the same thing. But I, for me, the the weight is is it, it increases the quality for me. So I I particularly like it. Um, but again, it's the same same phone pretty much. Yeah, I I think I'll probably get the I'll probably end up getting the ten. But uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm still undecided. We'll we'll see. Because you know, the other thing I'm concerned about is like yeah, this the iOS eleven didn't slow things down but then they'll come up with 11.1 and that will be the downfall and it's like well now yeah. i'm six months into it so what do i do wait and like right because you use i use my phone so much that like if i can you know if it saves 10 seconds five seconds three seconds two seconds like that adds up a lot across the day <laughs> you know you know i'm it's actually interesting you bring that up um i use my phone like you every single second of every single day but what i am trying to do as a marketer entrepreneur guy who always needs their phone whatever you want to call it i want to get i'm I'm in the process of getting the lte apple watch and not actually bringing my phone with me at all um and i can give you a perfect example i went to uh i went to brunch with my girlfriend and um i brought my phone with me and i was like you know what i really didn't need my phone at all and i but i brought it because i felt like i needed it and so if I had that one instance of like, I just want to enjoy the moment and enjoy life, which is something I'm trying to do more of, um, I would have totally in that, in that situation just left the phone at home, brought the Apple Watch, and I would have been good. So I, ha- I have some, and I know we're like super off topic, so hopefully everyone's listening. I mean, that's just, this is kind of common from time to time on the show, but 
So I have some thoughts. I had an Apple Watch, and I ended up selling it because at first I was like, this is amazing. I got my my text messages and everything here. And what I started to notice was was that I was being more rude to people, or I felt the that I was being more rude to people because it felt like every time my fo- my my watch vibrated, I'd look down at it, okay. and that's the international symbol for "Let's wrap this up. I gotta go," you know. Mm. And yeah, so so I ended up selling it, and and the commercial that they use with like the surfer, like he's got their phone. I like I I understand the premise of it, but like part of the reason, and I'm not a surfer, but I feel like if I was a surfer, part of the reason I would be surfing is to get away from all that stuff. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I never had the uh, the Apple Watch, so I can't speak to the whole like looking down. Um, but you could be right. I I, I could turn into that. Um, but, but for me, in that moment, I, I get yeah. I get what you're what you're what you're trying to say. Like, I don't have to bring my phone out because I don't need to check Facebook every five seconds. If I got my my watch and, it, and maybe it chases Facebook, maybe it doesn't. But at least I can like get my text messages and such. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Um, okay. So let's talk about some of the first steps you took when you decided that Penji was going to be your next, uh, you know, your next business. Yeah. Um, I, for us, it was just more so taking a hard look at who we want to be when we grow up. And I think that's a question that like, regardless of your age, you should always ask yourself. And in, for us in that situation, we realized, well, what are we doing? trying to do and what what is our reasoning as to why and i can speak for myself on this one in particular is i want to be able to help entrepreneurs uh with whatever it is that they are currently in need of and it doesn't necessarily have to be existing entrepreneurs it could be you know quote unquote dreamers it could be people who uh have this vision of what they want to do but they may not have the resources for it that's exactly why i created the podcast um and for penji and with the uh, agency, in agency world, you are pretty much limited to your next customer. So you get one really good sale, and six months later, you get another good sale. And then, well, what happens if that one sale turns into a year project? And then, well, you don't get paid as much as you as you may want. You lose a ton of money, and then the process becomes long, and you know this, that, and the other. So for us, what we realize is how can we help more people? And it didn't the answer wasn't what we currently had. So myself and my uh, co-founder, we took a trip to Vietnam and we're just like soul searching. We're just like, you know, like something has to change. Um, We're not able to scale as fast as we want. We're not able to help as many people as we want. We're not able to employ the amount of people that we want. We want to fill this office with hundreds of people and we want to be able to give jobs to more people in Camden and also all over the world. And we cannot do that with the agency model, just ridiculously hard to do. There are successful businesses out there and I applaud them, but looking at ourselves internally in the mirror is just not who we were. And so that's why we decided to you know, pivot. It's risky, but that's, it's something that you have to do. Or at least we had to do. Hmm. No, I think, I think that's awesome. And I, and I recall now that you mentioned it cause I had forgotten that you, you took, uh, a, you know, that trip to, uh, to Vietnam and, I remember thinking at the time, like, man, you had a lot going on <laughs> back here. And I'm like, yeah. huh, and he's he's not here. That's 
Was that yeah. was that difficult for you to to remove yourself from? Because you were like getting was that was that like that was just after you had just opened up the waterfront labs. Yeah, it was. We actually missed the grand opening. Um, that wasn't by design, but we actually were supposed to come back the day the day before, and then something happened and the times changed. But that's that's okay. I mean, honestly, it worked out really well. Um, that trip to Vietnam. I think Vietnam will always have a special place in my heart. Number one for food. Um, you know, the food is absolutely amazing. I probably gained like, you know, 10 pounds and I'd say a hundred percent of those pounds were in sugar and salt just because the amount of uh, sugar and salt they add into their food. Bun mi is probably one of the greatest things that you could ever eat. And if you've never had it, I highly recommend going out to your uh, Vietnamese restaurant and getting a bun mi. But yeah, Vietnam um, was where we we really came up with the idea. Um, day one or day two, I decided to vlog the entire thing. So I vlogged day every single day uh, that we were in Vietnam, and I actually turned that into content for the launch of Penji. So ever since that day from Vietnam, if if anybody wants to see how we're doing this and the struggles and the the, the trials and tribulations, the successes and failures, et cetera, you could literally go back from day one and see when it was created to day thirty three. I mean, vlog thirty three, which is about to launch, I think, tomorrow, uh, where we came up with the website and we had the website designed. So yeah, it's been uh, several months, but. You know, I'm I'm doing the vlog in in terms of days, but we've we've documented every single process. Uh, that's awesome, and it's it's important that you you took the the time to get the video, even if you're not getting it out like daily or anything. I mean, I you know I I had was vlogging uh, daily, right? And um, so much respect to you for doing that, by the way. Oh, like, God, it's so hard. It is. It is. And so, but part of the reason I stopped doing it daily is because I felt like I was manufacturing them at that point. Like it, it just became like a, uh, an assembly line and, and I wanted to get more creative. So, uh, that's why I do it weekly now also because I'm like writing two books at once and have all this other stuff going on. So it, it just made sense to be like, you know what, let me, let me slow it down a little bit. I can always release more. Um, that's not a problem. It's just, let's just do regular, <laughs> regularly like once a week for right now. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's hard to create content. And the most, most important aspect is how can you create really good content? Mm. Uh, co- good content is a lot different than content. Anybody can create content. I could take a picture of a cat and that's content, but is it going to bring value to people? And that is, that is important is figuring out what value means to the people that you're trying to serve for us. It's entrepreneurs and marketing teams for you. It could be, you know, it could be dogs. It could be cats. I don't know, but it's just, it, you have to really get a hard look at understanding your customer and your client and then going all in on providing the most amount of value. And for us understanding our client, we never understood our client. We thought we had theories, but now We've done a ton of research. We've done a ton of surveys. We've asked a ton of questions. And being more curious has led us to this moment. So I feel like, you know, even if it doesn't work out, which I don't think it, it I know it will, um, but we're taking all the right steps in order to create a sustainable and just kick butt business. So I got, all right. So how did your family take it when you were like, I'm going to start my own business in the first, oh, back in the first place? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, 
Well, my mom to this day still thinks that I should get like a real job. Uh, my dad is a little bit more. I think he's come into terms with it. Like he's starting to see it a little bit more. Um, but I don't really know. I never really asked the question. To be honest, I, I'm sure my my mom and dad support me, but I don't think they truly understand it because they're blue collar, and and blue collar is fine. You know, my dad's a a, a driver, and my my mom's a um, an aide, and so they 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 clock in, they clock out, and they put in their time, and they get a paycheck at the end of the day. But then for for me, for people like yourself and others that are listening that are that are like us, there's no clock in clock out you work all the time and you put in the hours and sometimes they pay off and other times they don't so but my parents they're they're coming to terms with what it is i'm doing they understand it to some degree you know that well, what you your pay is lessons right your pay is getting the opportunity to learn your pay is um enjoying one more day of your life that you won't have to make up for with misery at the end of it Mm -hmm. right no totally yeah i I couldn't agree more with you um so with that said jonathan you talked about like legos and 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 uh and wwe uh what other hobbies do you have that you that you really is your escape from uh this pretty much 24 7 (laughs) headache that we live yeah, so that is something that I'm trying to figure out and, and and explore more of. I can confidently say that I am not great at doing other things that are not business related. Right now, based off of what my uh, my current answer I would say is number one, eating really good food. Um, number two drinking great wine. Number three, I'd say watching WWE, some type of video game related. And then four is is building Legos. Um, and I can explain a little bit more in, in depth. Um, for food, I recently, uh, I, I used to eat meat every single meal. I would eat chicken, eggs, beef, like every like eggs every single day right i used to eggs every single day and then i'd have like a piece of chicken and i felt as if that like i needed all this in order to become stronger in order to become healthier and what i realized is that that's actually bs and not true at all um so i i changed my diet and i'm now 80 percent vegetarian and 20 percent, i'd say just you know eating meat um but that balance has changed everything for me, and I highly recommend it to anybody that is watching and listening. Um, I've I've added so much more clarity. I've lost weight, which I probably shouldn't have because uh, I am relatively skinny. Um, but um, I've, I'm able to think faster. I'm able to to work longer. Uh, I have more energy throughout the day. Uh, number two, wine. I used to be a big a big beer drinker. I used to be, love beer and 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 learn about beer. But I found that you know beer just made me feel like crap. And uh, wine is something that is just a little bit more natural for my palate. And so I'm studying wine and trying to figure out what are good wines, regions of wine, styles of wine, all that fun stuff. Uh, three, WWE and like video games. That's just always been my outlet to become more creative. Um. 
uh, I love the artistry of, of WWE. I know it's like soap opera and, and, and a lot of people say it's fake. Sure, you can argue it's fake. I agree. You know, it's fine. But like it doesn't take away that it's still great television and it's great TV. So um, I, I watch it because I, I love that. I love a good story. And then Legos, I've built Wally, which I know you're a big uh, uh, Disney person. I'd love to talk about Pixar and, and Disney and what it's meant to me in my life. Um, the Millennium Falcon, and I recently just bought the BB-8, uh, which was released on Force Friday, this past Force Friday, and I bought the BB-8, and it's it's currently in my house uh, trying to uh, – it's waiting for me to, to play with it. Wait, so the BB-8 is a Lego? Yeah, okay. they came out with the BB-8 Lego uh, last – like two weeks or so ago, and I bought it, and it was uh, – I know it's going to be like one of the – you know the, the one of the best purchases that I've made in a while. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that uh, that Disney right after I remind everyone that they're listening to the Dreamers podcast with your host, me Joe Pardo, and I'm interviewing Jonathan Grisbowski. I don't have the name up in front of me. Driz, did I say it right? Grisbowski. Grisbowski. Yeah, I I got it right. It's a hard one. It's a hard it, one. It is. I, I look at it and I'm like, when I talk to people at work, I'm like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to say his last name. I, uh, sorry, <laughs> they're separated. Grizz Bow. It's why well, once you get that going. But, but the thing is, is you have a, a Y and a Z, and they're in the totally. wrong position. If, if if it was in the if they were swapped around, you'd be able to figure it out. Um, <laughs> I blame my grandfather for that one. So uh, God, God rest his soul. <laughs> so let, let's talk about Disney because obviously, you know, everyone that that listens to this show knows I'm a big Disney head and. Uh, you know, it means a lot to me, but what does it mean to you? I've always said that if I didn't do what I'm doing now, I would, my number one job would be to work. My, my goal would be to work for, for Pixar. Uh, that's just, there's so much creativity and inspiration behind it. I've been trying to get the Luxo ball, uh, for years, and I just can't seem to find the one that I want. Like the ones that are small, I really wanted the bigger one. Uh, so it's a little hard. I want to go to D23 so bad, uh, but I haven't been in my haven't been around to doing it. Um, but for me, Pixar is that creative outlet that allows me to not be in the current place that I am in. And in, and Pixar does an amazing job taking me into it, like a completely uh, other world. I'm really excited for Coco, uh, which is, I think, uh, releasing in two two months or so. Wally was my number one, um, my number one Pixar movie. It's just, I think there's a lot of metaphors there. It's great. I know this isn't Pixar, but uh, Big Hero 6 is is another amazing amazing movie that a lot of people aren't giving enough credit i've just been a disney fan for life i mean i I love everything disney and i I probably should go to disney i'm waiting for star wars world to come up uh, in 2019 but yeah i just love everything my favorite movie growing up as a kid was robin hood um you know, old school. Uh, I think it was like the 1980s and 19 late seven, 1970s is Robin Hood. Yeah, so I have all the characters. I don't know if you ever do. You ever hear of Funko? Yeah, yeah, Funko yeah. Funko Pop Toys. I have, I have like yeah. two of them. Yeah, nice. I have like 20, <laughs> uh, and I have Arlo from Good Dinosaur, uh, B- Baymax from uh, Big Hero Six, Robin Hood from Robin Hood. Uh, 
I have more, but yeah, I just I love that stuff. I, the only one I had was uh, Carl Fredrickson from. Up. Oh, I do have Carl too. Yeah, yeah. I have that one too. But yeah. the but over the weekend at MapCon, which you totally should have been at. I know. I. What, what, so one of one of our uh, community members who who has attended uh, the last two years, if not th- all three. Um, brought me a a Superman, uh, like a classic Superman, be, because of the whole Super Joe Pardo thing. And sure, uh, sure. so I, I shout out to Teresa. She actually just started a Funko Pop uh, podcast, interviewing like collectors and and things of that nature. Oh, that's so. awesome! Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I mean, I I know you're big. Uh, well, are you a big Superman fan or? Or do you just like the whole super super Joe stuff? The super Joe thing came from a friend of mine who who drew. Uh, there, you can, if you go on my website and you go to the about, you can actually see the original drawing that was left yeah. on my desk back in two thousand and six. No, I think Superman's boring, honestly, because he's just too. <laughs> it's too uh, it's too, too powerful, you know. Like it's just it's just there's it's just not interesting. Um, so yeah, no, not a Superman fan, but uh, you know, I I take over the the super name. And hey, you Super wear, Mario. You wear better. Oh, yeah, thank you. A, I'm Italian, thing. so you know the Italian <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, plumber of dreams. I guess I'll, sure, I'll you unclog go. your your dreams, not drains. I dig it. I dig <laughs> it. Yeah, not <laughs> dreams, not dreams. <laughs> Jonathan, um, what was your your childhood dream growing up? On my eighth grade yearbook. I had a video game designer. Growing up, I probably that well, it is, it is actually an interesting story. Um, growing up, I always knew I wanted to own a business. Like I, I, I always wanted to have like a life bigger than myself, and I always wanted to provide for other people. And I remember growing up as a kid, being entrepreneurial and and always just being rebellious. Like I've always been like, you say, you say, do this, like, don't do this. And then I, I just, I do it. And I'm that in my family. I'd say I'm the outlier in my family. I don't like rules. I never really liked rules. I always never, never disrespected the rules, but I always found a way to try and bend them to some degree. But my dream, I, I think I'm living my dream right now. And I'd say that's really rare and a lot of people don't get to say it, but this has been my dream. This has been my, and what I think has been my life calling. I mean, who knows that I'm still relatively young, so it's it's hard to say that this is life. But for right now, I'm I'm absolutely uh, living my dream. No, I I love that. And wait, you say you're young? Are you are you younger than me? Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, I don't know how I'm, old you are, I'm, but I'm, I'm 31. I'm 28. Okay, I, that's around what I figured you were. I didn't think you were thirty, but like in that up, above twenty five range. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty eight and twenty nine on December thirtieth, so oh, coming out. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and you know, I I remember that because you you had posted. Didn't I remember you you moved into your apartment in Camden like around that time, didn't you? Yeah, no, good memory. Uh, January first. I oh, actually, I think it was January sixth was the day that I officially moved in. But yeah, I live in Camden as well. Uh, love my apartment. It's a, a great small space. It's perfect for what I want. I'm very minimalistic, so I don't have things. I think I have 
more like Funko toys than I probably do have like any other thing. Like I have more Funko toys than I do cups. <laughs> I have more Funko toys than I have plates. Uh, I have, probably have more Funko toys than I have uh, like forks and spoons and knives all put together. So I don't have a lot of things. I don't really care for things. I just, I just, I live very minimalistic and, and, and I like it that way. So no, I, that, that's awesome. I, I definitely can respect that. Uh, I try to utilize everything I had to the full potential as well and sell off the things that I don't use um, as true. soon as possible. <laughs> yep. Um, so with all that said, what do your dreams for the future look like? I wish I could clearly say the, what, I mean, I have goals, um, so I can list them out. Number one is the immediate future is to, to grow to, um, to 500 customers. Um, so the the immediate future is to grow to 500 customers. Then after 500 customers, it's a thousand. Um, that's just like the selfish, like business goals. The the what I what the dreams for the future is to provide a better life for my family, for my brothers. Uh, I have two brothers. To provide a better life for my for my mother, my father, to make education more accessible to introduce and connect entrepreneurs to one another and not make it so like a want um you know a lot of entrepreneurs they do things out of out of need or necessity they 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 do it for their own their own liking their own benefit um but i want to be able to just like give back full-heartedly and and I don't need money. I don't want a lot of money. I don't need a lot of things, as mentioned before. Uh, I'd say I, I just want to be able to. I want my life legacy to be about giving back to those who who may not have the resources that that I have been fortunate enough to have. Oh, I, I love that. Um, and 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 it shows, right? Like your 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 love of Camden. Um, you know, I don't think you mentioned earlier. What, where, what, did Camden have a special place in your heart before you you started to you know build your businesses there? Uh, not really. I mean, I I saw the opportunity four years ago when we moved. Like three, I think it was three four years ago that we moved here. There wasn't anything calling other than the fact that I just saw opportunity. And then as we worked here and saw all the things that are happening here, we really started to see like, wow, that we could actually make a legitimate change. And so that that aspect of of change in in life has um, and change for Camden has has been that passion. So um, you know, again, I, I think I mentioned this in the beginning. I, I like things that are beautiful on the uh, ugly on the outside, uh, but beautiful on the inside, and that's that's Camden. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I um, uh, you know, with with ever, there's so much. Um, positive things going on in Camden and I, you would never know, like if, if you weren't working it, like working in there, like, like you or I, you, you wouldn't, you would have no idea. And and I think it's, um, and, and, and honestly, there's probably, cause I know around right where you, where you're located, there's probably most of those people, like all those cars that are parked out there every single day, which is like a sea of cars. 
uh, in, in those parking lots. And probably most of them don't really know either because they're just there like as part of their job and, and don't really get it. Yeah, there's $1.5 billion in tax incentives going throughout the city of Camden. And I'm hopeful that they all have a similar mission as we do as giving back to the community and providing a uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem here within the city of Camden. Um, it's Time will tell if that's truly going to happen, but I think the, the Camden of the future is a Camden of just like a sharing economy of just people using each other's resources and networking and not having the stigma of like, well, I'm going to get shot when I go to Camden. Um, you're not, I mean, you could, but you could also get shot in your backyard. Like there's really no, like anything could really happen. The yes, the chances might Florida. be just, yeah, just, just saying, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. my Florida people. I love all of you, but gun laws are a little bit, you know, uh, lenient, I guess down there, but, but, but there's risks, yes, of coming into a city like this, but the perception shouldn't be what it is. Like I, I literally shoot a drone off and record it and put it on a vlog in order to let make everybody see the true beauty. And not to mention that during the summer and the spring season and even a little bit of the fall, you could take the ferry from Camden to Philadelphia for free. Now, when you come back, it's $9, but, I mean, you can't take, like, the only other ferry you can think of is the Cape May Ferry or like the 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 ferry in in uh in New York. So why? I mean, Camden's Camden's cool, and and I and to those of you who who are listening and they want to journey out, I will gladly buy them their meal for coming into the city of Camden. Um, first meals on me, beers on you, or or wine, <laughs> wines on. You, you know, I, I, even at nine dollars, like you could walk back across the bridge for free. Uh, the train I don't think is nine dollars. I doubt two dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah, or something like that. So yeah. a, where you could Uber back over. Like, there's plenty of other ways to get back. But the, that, I didn't realize that the ferry going into into uh, Philly was was free. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so uh, Jonathan, uh, how can people connect with you and with Penji and and um, also what what kind of clients are you looking to to work with with Penji? The clients that we're trying to work with are individuals who have a specific need for content. They have a specific need for quality design. We are trying to change the status quo and the pick two stigma of business, which is you you can you can get something that is fast, um, that is of high quality, um, uh, fast quality and any and uh, and efficiency. So done correctly. And most most businesses fail in that aspect. So there's always time. There's always the the, the quality is poor, but the pricing is is low. Um, so let me let me let me let me backtrack. We're trying to change the aspect of the the pick two stigma of of business. There are things in business that are always fast, that are always um, poor quality, and they're of speed. So we want something that is relatively inexpensive for users. We want something that is of high quality and done at a fast turnaround time. So if that's something that you need for your business, we'd love to talk to you. Head over to penji.co, P-E-N-J-I.co. If you are a marketing professional or if you're an entrepreneur that just needs content, maybe you need a new logo, a business card, a PDF, social ads, website, app prototype, that all is included in what it is that we're trying to do. 
Um, we'd love to talk to you. But if you guys want to just like learn more about what it is that we're doing, uh, I recommend heading over to theblindentrepreneur.com. And I also recommend checking out the blog and subscribing to YouTube because if you really want to see a company that literally went from zero to what it will be one day, um, I'm documenting it all. And you can, you can watch the story unfold. That is awesome. I will have those links in the show notes at dreamerspodcast.com for everyone to check out. Jonathan, I really appreciate you taking the time today. And, uh, you know, had uh, time had been better plotted, I would have actually just came to you uh, since you're only, you know, 15 minutes away from me uh, to record this. But it actually works out because, like, I got I got to I got to work on this book like as soon as we get off the phone. So. um, So, Jonathan, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? I think what you're doing is amazing and I thank you for allowing me to have this platform. I think in life you should learn how to have fun and constantly dream and if you're not dreaming you got to do something to change it. So whenever you're blind in business and life just find your happy place and and just go all in on it whatever it is that you're you're passionate about. Oh, thank thank you and and I do uh, appreciate that and and I'm glad that you you took the time to be here um and I'd love to have you on the show again in like a year and follow up uh maybe maybe sooner than that uh you know we'll see how things go and if you've enjoyed this episode with Jonathan uh you know all I ask is that just share share this episode with a friend or uh you know if you're enjoying the show at all like share the, the entirety of the show with somebody who could use the inspiration could use the business lessons could use the stories uh for themselves to to take their uh, life and or business to the next level so um thank you again jonathan i really appreciate it thanks jim appreciate it Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.